Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the VCM Quick Strike for Monday, October 31st, 2022. This is from Reuters. Of course, we all know in the United States that we're about a week away from what we call midterm elections, and the political climate in this country is somewhat more divided than historically it has been. And therefore, election officials in the United States, according to the article, have been alerted to safe-proof their voting systems and be vigilant about political violence amid a very complex threat environment. Top U.S. cybersecurity official Jen Easterly said on this past Sunday, now Easterly is saying that the agency is concerned about a range of threats, including cyber and insider physical and disinformation, even though they don't see any specific or credible threats at this time. They just want to make sure that state and local election officials have the information that they need to protect their voting systems and their election infrastructure. I wanted to include this here to also note that most likely anything election related is going to be a topic that's going to be increased with regards to social media phishing type scams. It's usually the path it takes. People are very interested in this and, and, not just leading up to the election, but potentially news after the election, misinformation about potential fraud and those sorts of things. So it's not just election system administrators that need to be vigilant. We all need to be vigilant with regards to this, at least here in the United States. And somewhat related, possibly, but certainly not limited to election system hardening is from OpenSSL.org, they announced a forthcoming SSL release. They announced this this last Tuesday. This is release 3.0.7. It's a security fix release. The highest severity issue fixed in this release is considered critical. So if you're running SSL, OpenSSL rather, and it's a version below 3.0.7, which I would imagine everybody is since they haven't released this yet, you will want to update your systems. From Bleeping Computer, Arubis has announced that it suffered a cyber attack that forced it to shut down some of its systems to prevent the attack spread. And this has all of the earmarks of potential ransomware, but they haven't exactly explained what the attack has been. They are Europe's largest copper producer and the second largest in the world. They produce 1 million tons of copper um, items per day, copper cathodes, it says, per day. It has not impacted production. Apparently, they've gone to some manual processes. The only way that the customers can contact them right now is via phone. They're still assessing the impact of the cyber attack. And they did note that this is part of a larger attack on the metals and mining industry. Now, of course, copper, in addition to other metals such as lithium, are so important in the manufacture of many items, including chips. We've known about the supply chain issue with chips prior, that apparently those supply chain uh, uh, bottlenecks, if you will, have opened up somewhat. But this could potentially impact if there are actually more attempts to impact mining organizations, according to that the organization here talking about it, then this is another one of those items that you kind of want to keep on your mind as far as the general threat environment. It could be 
a very leading indicator of a potential shortage down the road. Just something to think about. From Yahoo Finance and via Reuters, Bed Bath & Beyond said on Friday that a third party had this month sometime improperly accessed its data through a phishing scam by accessing the hard drive and certain shared drives of one of its employees. Now, they did say that it is they are reviewing the data that was accessed so it can be determined whether the drives contained any sensitive or personally identifiable information. In the next paragraph, they say that they added that it has no reason to believe that any sensitive or personally identifiable information was accessed and this cybersecurity incident would likely not have a material impact on the company. So this is what bothers me with these sorts of statements. They just said beforehand they're not sure what information was actually potentially exfiltrated. And yet in the next paragraph, the next thing right after, they say, oh, we're sure that there hasn't been any improper exfiltration um, and this won't have a material effect on the company. That's why whenever a company issues that sort of a statement that, no, we don't have any reason to suspect that this has been used anywhere, you have to read it understanding the full context. Most likely they're saying that prior to them really understanding what could have been accessed. Dig a little deeper and find out, well, do they know exactly what could have been at risk? And is that why they're saying that? In fact, ask, why do you make that statement as opposed to just taking it at face value? And then finally, there are unconfirmed Liz Trust phone hack report that prompting calls for an investigation into what actually happening, what actually happened. The the UK government is facing calls to investigate after an unconfirmed media report claimed former British Prime Minister Liz Truss's phone was hacked when she was Foreign Secretary. According to this, that there were private messages between Truss and international foreign ministers, including messages about the war in Ukraine, as well as messages with former finance minister Kwasi Karting, and that fell into the wrong people's hands. Now, there's a lot here to unpack. But what it basically boils down to are the threats involved with using your own personal device for government or corporate information. I'm going to have a few more thoughts about that in 30 seconds. So here's really some of my thoughts here. First of all, if you're going to use your personal device to conduct non-personal business, professional business, it is of my opinion that you are, just by virtue of that, really taking on more liability. There's a reason why that centrally managed devices are important for use with regards to closed communications because they are essentially managed. You can implement from a central IT level necessary controls to ensure the security posture of the device. Now, that's even if you're using your personal device, but you're using software on that device that has been vetted and managed by your organization's information technology department. Some folks don't like to do that because they don't want to have the the IT department have that sort of control over their personal device. It's a matter of convenience, I would submit, though. I would also submit that in terms of very sensitive communication, such as this case with government communication, 
And also in the cases of, say, proprietary information, trade secrets, those sorts of things, that the need to protect outweighs the convenience. You just need a separate device, in my opinion, that is only used for that. Now, there's this ongoing discussion you see on Twitter about don't blame the end user for this and that, that if you have an end user that that does poorly with regards to information security, they click on something, for example, that, well, it's not really your fault because you should have the technology controls in place in order to prevent that from happening. But if they're using their own device to circumvent those controls, that argument just falls apart. So there's always going to be some need for information security awareness. Don't use personal devices for corporate information. To be fair, the article does not say whether or not the the former prime minister's phone had centrally managed software on it. In fact, I have not been able to see if it was Android or iPhone at this point in time. There's also speculation possibly that Pegasus was involved. We've talked about Pegasus before. So there's a lot more that's going to impact from this, but the reason why I included that article wasn't so much for the specific about that. It was more to launch into this discussion about the need to really, really, really think about how you're handling corporate data in all aspects. In this particular one, we're talking about personal devices. Now I'm going to get back to that liability again. Do you understand the liability that you're taking on if you circumvent any corporate controls? I would submit that there's a couple of things here. First of all, most people aren't aware. And second of all, that liability could be significant. So as with everything else that happens in the media, bad things that happen, the reason why we share them is so that we can all learn from this. And this one gives us a very significant lesson. And that's it for the quick strike for today. Tomorrow, we've got a great interview with Christian Espinosa. He is the author of The Smartest Person in the Room, The Root Cause and New Solution for Cybersecurity. Fascinating discussion. He has some great insight into this. And on that note, if you are an author of an information security book and would like to talk about it on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. You can get my contact information from the podcast description. And then on Wednesday, we go back to continuing our series from the retreat conference at Montreat College that we recorded in September. This is with Dan Bradley. He is the Senior Associate General Counsel at Global Payments, but is also a former federal prosecutor. During that, we talk a lot about privacy, including the importance of frameworks. So a couple of great episodes you won't want to miss. And until then, stay secure.